you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Following a divisional round exit from the postseason, Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback and 22-year NFL veteran Tom Brady at least contemplating retirement at this point <laughs> after a pretty interesting 48 hours with news floating around about his retirement. And now we're trying to make sense of it all and thankful for our colleagues, Mike Giardi and Sarah Walsh, have uh, certainly covered Tom Brady extensively uh, during his career. Mike, of course, in New England. Sarah, these last couple of years here in Tampa. And let's start right there, Sarah, with that last game. Tom Brady walks off the field with virtually no pomp and circumstance after losing to the Rams. Bucks eliminated from the postseason. Matt Gay on to win it for the Rams. Snap, ball down, the kick is up, and the kick is good! The Rams are going to the NFC Championship game, and have we seen the last of the most decorated quarterback in NFL history? Tom Brady, is he done? And we're all left to wonder, is this the last we've seen of Tom Brady? How did you assess his mentality, his demeanor, that whole day following that game? If you watched him walk off the field in that game, You never got the sense that that was it. And I say that only because I, I remember I specifically watched Byron Leftwich because it's like this moment that, um, you know, the season has just ended. You know, Byron is out there for head job. Like Byron could not be back. There was a laundry list of people right. that could not be back. Right. Tom would be back with the Bucks if he's coming back. And so I watched Byron walk off the field. Then Tom comes after him. I watched Tom walk off the field and there was not a moment of a pause to either look around, to take in this idea of like, this is the last time I'm ever going to be in an NFL uniform. And and that's what I was looking for. And I just go back to a year before and I think about Drew Brees and I know Drew Brees was on that farewell tour, right? The look. 
Yeah, we had that moment of going out the tunnel and, and, and looking up and waving to fans. And he went out, and it was a heartbreaking loss, right, in the playoffs. And, and yeah. the other thing you have to think about is, is the way that the Bucs went out. I mean, it was really, aside from the Super Bowl, it would have been the most remarkable comeback win in Tom's career, right, aside from what he did against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. It was an insane game. The last couple minutes of that game were completely wild. When Leonard Fournette scored the touchdown, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, they are now going to win this game. And so it just all happened very quickly, right? It was like a dagger to the heart really quickly. But I just remember watching him walk off and thinking in the back of my mind, if this was a guy that was done, wouldn't you have that moment of reflection? And I'm not saying a big one, but just even the tiniest, like, look up, look around. And there wasn't. I mean, it was just very business-like, jog straight off didn't really look up at all, didn't really acknowledge anyone, just ran through that tunnel and ran off the field. So again, if you're strictly speaking about that moment, I didn't see it. I didn't see a guy that after 22 years in that moment was going to allow himself, whether he's retiring or not, he in that moment certainly didn't allow himself to have that moment of reflection. He didn't show it to us. Yeah, You know, I go back to 2019, and it was late in that season, his last season with New England. They're gearing up for the playoff game against Tennessee, as we know, his last game as a Patriot as the Titans uh, beat New England at Gillette. And I'd asked him a question, because the teammates had talked about a speech he had given. You know, some of your teammates were talking about you giving a speech before the game. And how he was reminding them to be laser-focused, that you never know when these opportunities are going to come. Because of the urgency, and now we're talking about these are playoff games, essentially. And now it's really the time to sort of buckle down and really put all the distractions aside. You can get to that later. And when I asked him about it, he, he went in this long answer. I tried to pick the right time to express the things that are important that I feel are important. And he talked about the idea that when you're a younger player, it's so easy to um, just concentrate on football. You, generally, you don't have a family. You don't have these business opportunities. You're not. You're just worried about being a football player, making your money, getting your next contract, and then you know, your life starts to mature a little bit more. You know, I think everybody puts a lot aside. You know, I think we all do. We all have jobs and, you know, I don't have, you know, I'm going to, you know, I have a lot of grown up issues. You know, you deal with kids and family and, you know, life things. And, you know, a lot of younger guys don't. That's just the reality. And here he is at that point, whatever, 41 years old, 42 years old. He was like, as an older player, you start to realize all the things that you've left behind and you've sacrificed and the things that you've missed that you'll never get back. And the longer you do it, you know, you try to express to them that, you know, these are, these are important things. And if it's important for me to sacrifice for them, they got to do the same. And that's the reality of football is it takes on part of your life because this is, you know, you play for a long period of time during the season. That's not, you know, their, their games are scheduled every Sunday. So they take precedent over basically everything else. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a lot of important things we're doing and uh, trying to do the right thing. And he's got three kids, obviously, two different women. One lives in New York. Giselle's with him. Doesn't see the kid. You're not, you're not getting to the plays. You're not getting right. to the basketball games. There are certain things he's so regimented. You know, I'm going to bed at 830 at night. Like, there are certain things that he's just not, wasn't able to do as a father because he was so single-minded in his approach to win football games and to be the best that he could possibly be, that he missed all these things. So then when I heard him talk about it in the aftermath of the loss to that in that last game, and I was like, it really hammered it home. Like, this is something that he's been wrestling with for a long, long time. And I know he said, I'm going to play until I suck. 
I said a long time ago, when I suck, I'll retire. Um, but what I really meant was when, you know, I'm not capable of leading the team to victory, then someone else has to do the job. <laughs> but I always found that interesting because Tom Brady will never let himself suck. He would never get to that point. <laughs> right. He would never be the guy on the field who the other guys on the team look at and go, this guy, like we can't win with this guy. He was never going to let it get there. So it, it's odd. You maybe you want to walk off with the Super Bowl championship and all that. But to play as well as he did in the second half and to push that team to where he pushed them and to finish with the numbers that he finished at the age of 44, maybe it does make some sense that he had all this stuff that he had compartmentalized and had been dealing with. He just finally realized, like, it's, it's good. I'm good. I'm, I'm in a good place now. Like, I, I went out. I'm still playing great football. I'm going to be someone that people are going to talk about in the upcoming season. If someone has a quarterback injury, will Tom come back? You're going to get all these yeah. things. And, like, He's got other things in his life now, and he can spend more time doing the things that he's missed over the last however many years. I want to go back to that 24-hour period where on a Saturday afternoon in the midst of a, what, some sort was it a record, Mike? Did we get record <laughs> snow in New England? <laughs> let's, I, let's, I, just, let's just say my back is completely jacked right now, and it's yeah. going to be for God knows how long. There was a lot of snow removal. And that happened over the course of right. the last 36 hours. And I think Sarah even got some cold. I think Sarah even had to put like a hoodie on down in Florida because yeah. yeah. of, uh, I, of the New Englanders. <laughs> New Englanders don't want to hear that. They don't like, okay, I know you guys want to hear this. It's actually been cold in Florida. Not, see? not today, if you see it, Mary, but it had the, the, that divisional game was called the wild for Floridians. Like, let's take yes. this all with like, you have to have yes. a barometer of where you measure things. For Floridians, it was cold. I woke up on, Sunday conference championship Sunday because their time Tampa would have had a game here. It was 36 because I in my mind I was thinking I would have been on I would have been on Sunday morning if the Bucks were here hosting and it would have been 36 degrees out. And you know what would have happened here, Mike? People would have literally <laughs> lost their mind. I would have gotten calls from my mom being like, "I don't think you're safe out there." <laughs> I mean, but but you have to understand like that's we're weak down here. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was walking the dog yesterday. I think it was minus seven after the uh, the, oh, the, the, the 49ers game. River. Yeah, no, I'm River. just saying. We were just out there, we're hanging out. Just you know, ridiculous. Like, no gloves, no hat. Um, so I mentioned all that because, like, I thought, you know, Mike, Mike, and I, for those of you who don't know, worked together for five years in Boston. Kind of not together; we were more adversaries than anything. Um, but uh, I worked, I worked for a somewhat competing local sports uh, station in, in the NBC in Boston, and um, and I, you know. Storm coverage is like a, you know, it's a thing. It's like hurricane coverage it's in hurricane Florida. Coverage for us, yeah. yeah, it's hurricane Florida in, in Florida. It's it's you know blizzard nor'easter coverage um, in Boston is like an all day round the clock thing. And so then this news comes out about Tom Brady is retiring, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel for those poor souls on Boston television right now who now have to deal with Blizzard and Brady coverage, which, you know, would be an all-day thing. Yeah, I was going to say, what's bigger there? What's bigger right, there? Right, you right. can't work there. Uh, is Nor'easter that's going to, like, ruin a question for Brady. No, well, the, I mean, blizzard, were... the blizzard still dominated, but I will tell you this. I know of at least one station that when the news first crossed about Brady broke yeah. in. But Mike, you did a phenomenal job. Um, you know, during that coverage, uh, you jumped on NFL Network and you were a part of our, you know, our breaking news coverage as this was all unfolding and we were all trying to make sense of it all and kind of giving some perspective to what, you know, Brady meant to New England and in, in his career and then you also started getting some additional 
reporting in that you know kind of made us all go all right is you know is this happening what's what's going to take us kind of behind the curtain as to what those that 24 hours was like as you heard the initial report and then you start to hear some of the other stuff well let me give you a little behind the scenes of just tv 101 right so yeah. i'm out there shoveling so i i shoveled six or eight inches and i i had just come in so i'm like i got I got snots because let's face it, it's cold. You're freezing. My hands, like everything is, I, you know, my hair is disheveled because I got the hat on. I got gloves. And then my phone goes off. One of our producers, Matt Hill, we need you. You got to like, you got to get out there. And I was like, dude, you got to, you got to give me like 10 minutes. I'm like, I got to, I'm, I'm not dressed, you know, like I, I haven't I'm, I'm shaved. I've got nothing. I'm a mess, you know? Um, but so then, you know, we're, and I'm like texting people right away and people are like, oh, not surprised. Or, you know, we'd heard rumblings of it. And we're doing the report. And as we're doing the report, immediately you start to get the, well, wait a minute. Don Yee, his longtime agent, says you know, no one's no, no decision's been made. You're going to hear that from Tommy when, when, when the time comes. Um, and then I reached out to his dad, who, as if you're in Boston, you well know his father likes to talk and has at times been told by his son to shut up. <laughs> Pretty please, <laughs> I guess, is the nicest way you can put that. Yep. Um, but I was like, look... It, this is one of those cases where I, I will reach out to him just to see if he can shed any light on what's going on. And and he said, basically like, this is all, well, I, I got the text right here. I should just read it. Um, but it, it, I guess I wasn't surprised because the long story is there's no way they were going to do this on a Saturday before conference championship. But what he, right. he, he wrote back to me, he was like, the story, Mike, is total conjecture. Tommy has not made a final decision one way or the other. And anybody else that says that he has is absolutely wrong. So then you're like, well, wait a minute now. Hold like, on. <laughs> yeah, what are we, you know, so I, t- you know, I talked to Ian. Um, we're obviously t- talking with our producers and we still felt good enough about the information. Not good enough. He felt very solid in the information yeah. that we had that he was, in fact, going to step away. Just a matter of, you know, timing, I guess, with this. But it certainly just raised even more uh, swirling rumors and what's going on. And like, what are we, what are we doing here? And, and how do we get the, to the, to the end result here with, with, with what Tom's going to do. And then this last part, Sarah, you know, for you is that we, we talked a lot about the, way the language has changed in the way in, in the last few weeks, maybe in particular this year and how Tom has talked a little bit differently about the end game. And you started to notice that in the last couple of weeks as well, right? And Ian wrote a whole story on it. And obviously being down in there uh, in Tampa and covering it most every day, how did you observe that demeanor change? Um, well, you know, it's twofold. It's weird because, right, he, Mike just mentioned it. There was the day that he said, you know, I, I want to play until I suck and I can't win. And to Mike's point, like, he's just, he's not going to suck, right? He's not, there's no way he could, he's just, that's not him, right? And, um, but there was a, there were points in this season. And I would say even until like pretty late in the season, I mean, look, the guy's leading the league in touchdowns. He's leading the league in passing. He's doing certain things that um, he would do it at the prime of his career. To ask. Some people are like, are you in the prime in some senses in, in that way when you can do that and go out in this league and do that? And, um, you know, I know there were a lot of questions of like, hey, we know you want to step away, but do the numbers you're putting up change things, right? Even if you had that in your mind, like, I mean, he got those questions um, as well, because who walks away when they lead the league in touchdowns? I mean, you're not just talking about you're playing at a high level, you're playing at the highest level. 
So what is that number now? Touchdown pass in the red zone, Tom? 66. 66, no interceptions. Those are special numbers from Tom Brady. Well, you're doing something better than anybody else is doing, or I, I guess you should say you're throwing more touchdowns than anybody's throwing. You're throwing for more passing yards. Um, does that change your mind? Uh, you know, Tom was never going to, you know, he kind of gives the, the PC answer, right? He's going to, he's thoughtful in what he says. I feel like it's, you know, for me, always about the team success. So, you know, so, um, it's hard to compare one year to another. I feel like I've felt like I want to play as a championship level player. That's that's what I've said for a long time. And he says a lot without saying too much, if that makes sense. And Mike knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like he answers these questions. He will talk sometimes for five minutes. And then you're like, well, he didn't really say anything, right? Like in terms of like he answers you, but he doesn't go deep on like, I'm going to do this or the other. There were a lot of family comments. I don't think it's the first time we've heard him say that his family is important. I don't think it's also the first time that we've heard him say that he's going to, to weigh things um, after the season. But I think that there was more in previous seasons, and Mike can speak to this, it always felt more definitive, right? Um, you just started to not hear definitive answers. Not, hey, I'm not going to be back, but just, I guess, not the exclamation point people would have wanted on on these questions they're asking to him. Like, yeah. I'll, you know, 100% be back, right? He's not going to say, he didn't say that. Um, and just you saw him be maybe more reflective in the family way in which Mike's talking about. And it wasn't just with us in Tampa. It was on his national platforms. It was on, if he goes on Howard Stern, like you just, you're hearing that more and more. But I think what's so hard for people to wrap their minds around, myself included, as you're seeing him like launch this comeback and you're seeing him do the things he did without his star players, um, it always makes you think, well, gosh, what if he had this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy that didn't get hurt? And so I think that that's what's so hard. And it's also what's so great about Tom Brady is if he wants to walk away, he walks away doing it at the highest level. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody, there's nobody that thinks that they didn't get to the next round because Tom Brady, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he was missing a million pieces. Um, and so that's what makes it so hard to think about him walking away. And then there's people like, well, he could have walked away last year, right? With the confetti falling down and he didn't want to walk away then. I just think everyone gets to a point in their lives, right? Where they feel to your point, right? Like satisfied, right? Yeah. And maybe it took, maybe it took another 19, 20 games of, of this season to be satisfied, uh, maybe it took 10 games into the season and he's like, I feel like it's enough. Like, I don't think anybody knows when it's enough except him. Right. But I totally agree with you. There's no scenario. I don't think that the way that things leaked out is how he would have wanted it. Yeah. Like there would be some awesome video that's coming on his, I mean, you see the stuff he posts all year long, like his hype videos are better than anybody's hype videos. <laughs> yeah. right? like, they're so good. And I have to imagine that there's some great like mic drop video that's coming and Tom should have the right to say when and how that's done. Um, so it's surprising that it's sort of kind of unraveled the way it has. Yeah. And I think the, the one thing that we can agree on is that, that this wasn't the way it was going to no. happen. And no. when it does, you know, happen officially and it very well might here in the next few days and weeks, and it's going to be something that comes from him and, uh, and we'll see that in one way, shape or form. Uh, maybe it's another like silhouette leaving or going into a stadium, which we're all left to decipher and wonder what that was all about. Maybe there'll be some more cryptic uh, tweets or Instagrams or something. We'll we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but the one thing we do know is he will leave the NFL at some point. Whenever he does, is the best player to ever play the game. Uh, certainly the best quarterback, uh, best overall player. I don't think there's any doubt at this point with his accomplishments. How did he get here? How did he go from sixth round pick? 
to seven Super Bowl rings. Dig into that here a little bit and the favorite memories from Mike and Sarah and their time covering Tom Brady right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. All right, back here on NFL Inside Report. Mike Giardi and Sarah Walsh, gracious enough to uh, still be here with us as we talk Tom Brady in the, well, uh, non-retirement retirement situation that we've all kind of been sifting through over the course of the last few days and probably will um, for as long as it takes for Tom to make some sort of official announcement of his own. Uh, but let's start here, um, this part of this, Mike, with... This is a player who's 44 years old and has played 22 years in the league. How did you see the evolution of him and, and his work that he put in to get his body right each and every year? Like, where did you start to see the evolution of the whole TB12 method and all that, that, that really gave us this longevity that he's had? Yeah, I think to me, you started to see a difference in his body shape i mean he if you go back and we, we've seen the picture obviously in his underwear from the from the from the combine where you know i mean you'll you'll never forget that picture right but he always kind of had like a little bit of a chunky face and he had a smushy body like he wasn't this freak <laughs> athlete which smushy. you know not all quarterbacks are built that way and with ben roethlisberger obviously <laughs> sure, sure. stands out right now um but right around 
2006, I think you started to see this more of a commitment to that. And then obviously 07, they go 16 and 0 and come within a whisker of completing a perfect season, losing to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I thought you saw sort of a different approach there. And then the, the second part of that was when they drafted Garoppolo. And I always say that's one of Bill Belichick's greatest picks, aside from picking Tom Brady, is because <laughs> they had seen decline in Tom. Now, we didn't see it too much. I mean, you look at some of the numbers and you say, oh, this is down a little bit, this is down. But internally, they were concerned and they thought it was a three-year process of this where there had been declines and poor performances in big spots. And they go and pick Jimmy and Belichick says, and everybody locally remembers it, we all know Tom's age and contract situation. Well, Mr. Competitive Tom Brady, that absolutely lit another fuse. He went bananas. He hated that. His family hated that. It was disrespectful. And he cranked it up to a, a, a completely different place that I don't know that anybody could have predicted it would have gone there. To yeah. win four more Super Bowls since that point, I mean, phenomenal. And I, I brought this story up when we talked about it on Saturday on air. There was the third year of Garoppolo. There was an inter-squad scrimmage in training camp. And Belichick had been, and McDaniels had been pumping Jimmy's tires. And Jimmy looked pretty good. And you're like, is there a real, like, is there a chance here? Is there a chance? And Brady threw one incomplete pass. And I hate stats in in, in preseason stuff. I think it's ridiculous training camp practices, but that was like a real game type situation. And he cut out Garoppolo's heart that day. Just it was, it was like one of those things that I'll always remember about him. And it was an August day in Foxborough on a backfield. Well, and thankfully for you, Sarah, you never had to ask um, Bruce Arians if he was going to evaluate the quarterback situation like Mike Giardi did. Uh, you. There you go, Mike. Way to work. Appreciate you. Love you. Um, yeah. So Wait, right. let, let's, you know that actually. Wait, do you guys, do you want to know the story? I mean, like we, maybe I was like, Hey, uh, between Blaine and Tom, like what, I mean, what's going on here, Bruce? I, 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 mean, I would have thought you every practice this year. Right? I mean, I don't know. That's true. Good point. Thank you. Uh, but all right. Give, tell the story. Uh, quickly, just a quick, quickly. Yeah. They had lost the game in Kansas city. Uh, they lost badly. I think they were one in three at that point or one in two. I, I, I forget the one in three, I think. Um, Brady looked terrible. He's ducking where pass rushers weren't coming, seeing ghosts, the whole thing. Garoppolo gets inserted late in the game, takes him down the field, scores again. Garbage touchdown. But my colleague and I, Tom Kern, we were watching it and we're like, we got to ask him about the quarterback. And I'm like, well, you have a better relationship with Bill than I do, so I'll be the I'll I'll put myself out there. Wow, on the, the sword. The, the <laughs> thing that the, and uh, Belichick didn't even give an answer. He snorted and like snorted sh- shrugged his shoulders. <laughs> No, I think our team, you know, competed. I mean, I thought we competed there at the end. And that's what they should do. The thing that people forget about that is I was on the air like five minutes after that. And I was like, if Jimmy has to play this year, then something has gone horribly wrong, horribly wrong. Right. Like that wasn't the plan. Then the team galvanized around Tom and they won a Super Bowl. So I, I don't know where my ring is, but I feel like I should have got a cut <laughs> at least something. Definitely should have gotten some credit uh, for that. So uh, with that, then like, 
What stood out to you, Sarah, the most about covering Tom these last two years uh, in Tampa? And then, Mike, you know, get get your thoughts on that as well. Uh, I was just thinking um, about like if if you were like, what's your favorite memory? Yeah. And well, first of all, what stood out to me the most is he changed that franchise. Um, he changed that organization in terms of relevance. I mean, that's a that's a pretty simple one, right? I mean, the Bucks, as someone who grew up in Tampa. Um, they've never been nationally relevant. Even when they won a Super Bowl, they're not like known as like a national. We're not a huge market. Um, I remember being at ESPN and I would always be like, hey, let's do some of the Bucks." And there just was like, no, eh, it's the Bucks. It's Tampa. Nobody really cares, right? Well, all it takes is Tom Brady. Tom Brady can go to, you know, he could be playing in Sweden next year. Everyone's going to care, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> that, I, that's what he does. To, he would do that to any organization. And, and so that's what he did to Tampa. And um, it's not that they had never won a Super Bowl here. They had, but it was just a changing of culture in terms of your relevance easily. And then just hit this competitive nature. And Mike talked about it in a training camp practice in August. And he brought that to this team. And then I think personally, as someone who didn't cover Tom Brady, but only saw him in New England under, you know, Bill Belichick, where you just didn't see these personalities. Um, he loosened up or, I mean, he just showed a side that we've never seen before. Right. Like, did anybody think Tom Brady was really funny? Like before these last two years, like he's, if you didn't know him, like, yeah. He's funny. Like he does these funny videos. He makes funny comments. And um, my favorite Tom Brady memory would have to be the, the boat parade situation. Oh like, my God. Know? Yes. Like, I mean, you he, he won a lot of Super Bowls before, right? Did we ever see that in New England? And I remember being at the end of the parade and somebody was like helping him off the boat. And they're like, is Tom drunk? And I'm like, well, no, it's Tom. Of course not. Like, I'm just thinking that he's not. I'm like, oh, he must have stumbled because I just, I wasn't on the part of the like cavalcade that went down the river. I was at the end where they had this very like this person's going to talk and this was that's not what happened. Like when they got to the end, as you saw what happened, but it made Tom human and the and the Lombardi launch from one boat to the other. Like oh. you just saw this human side of a guy just really enjoying himself and being like every other dude out there. And Tom Brady is not like every other dude out there, right? Like he is on a different level, um, popularity wise. Like I mean, he's a different he's in a different category than every other athlete. Right. And, um, and to see that side of him, I thought it was awesome. I thought it made him human. So my, my favorite Tom Brady would be the Tom Brady at the boat parade. Who, Overindulgent who, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I get, maybe that tells you where my head is. It just like <laughs> got her at the end of the season for me. No, but I, I enjoy, I, I didn't have any beverages that day. I was live on the air. So uh, maybe I just watched other people enjoy themselves. I, I love what you said there, Sarah, because to me, that's the thing that I really enjoyed most about the last two years of Tom in Tampa, that the end in New England was, it was drudgery at times, right? It was like this slog to get through it. And yeah, they won the Super Bowl in 18 and that was sort of improbable. And there were some great Brady moments late in the year and certainly in Kansas city in the AFC championship game. But like that that team wasn't having a ton of fun or he didn't appear to be having a ton of fun. And what you saw, especially in that first year in Tampa was just this, like I can be sort of free and Bruce is going to let me be who I want to be. And I think Bill gets a bad rap in that regard because I think veteran players in new England can be who they want to be. Yeah. But I think they just naturally sort of fall in line, even when they've given more rope to do what they want. So I, I think it was just nice to see him just sort of relax a little bit and show that side that you didn't get to see a ton of. And I will say personally, I mean, there's a million football memories sure. and practice memories, but I do have one memory that sticks out to me every year for whatever the last four or five before COVID hit, 
I would take my son to one training camp practice and he would get a little pass, you know, and he would just sit on the hill with us and no interviews. You're not getting any autographs. You would just right. sit there and watch the practice, but it would just be cool to walk through the, across the game field to get to the practice field and just that little moment for him. And he and my daughter came one year. I think it was 2018. It might have been 2017. But we, we'd come underneath the stadium and the players will walk out through the, the bowels of the stadium to get to the stairs to go to the upper field to practice. And we were kind of held in check while the players went by. And Brady was walking by and it was just the three of us, my, my son, daughter, and myself, and, and the players are going by. And Tom stopped and he was maybe 15 yards away, 20 yards away. And he just gave them this huge smile. And it was just one of those things. I talk about it now. And it gives me a little bit of goosebumps because wow. they felt it. They didn't know this guy asked him a million times, but they never talked to him. I didn't bring him to events where Tom Brady was at. Like, that's just not my deal. Um, and they both, like, as he walked back up the tunnel, they were like, wow, that was cool. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was. But that was like a father and a father, right? Like, yeah. he just saw yeah. me with the kids and he just lit up because he was thinking, ah, it's got to be cool to take your kids to, to practice one day. And Turns out his kids were on the hill that day too with Giselle. So, but it was just one of those things. I'll, 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 I'll carry that with me for a long time. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that, Mike. Um, and then, look, as we're as we're left to kind of like pick up the pieces, if in fact Tom does retire, you know, we've seen the, you know, the next phase in New England, led by now Pro Bowler Mac Jones uh, in his first year as you know as a rookie first year starter. Did very well this year. We only expect things to continue to build. But what about for Tampa, Sarah? I know Jason Light has talked about the fact that they really like Blaine Gabbert there. Um, you know, I'd still be mildly surprised if they choose to go forward with him as you know their starter for an extended period of time on here. If that's if that's the way they go, is this still a Super Bowl caliber team? Considering the turnover that might happen this offseason? I think uh, we're not sure the extent of the turnover right now. I think that you could see a domino situation, right? Um, maybe there's certain free agents that like, hey, if they feel like this thing is going to fall apart, they go one way or the other. Um, I think we don't know what's going on with the coaching staff. I mean, I think there's so many questions. So it's really hard to know that. I do know that Bruce was recently asked, like, if you feel, do you feel comfortable with like who's on your roster right now? And Blaine is actually a free agent. And then there's All Kyle right. Trask and, you know, Bruce said, like, I'm comfortable with everybody on our roster. And he, but immediately goes, but we're always looking behind door number two. So, <laughs> If Tom were to, to not play anymore, do you think there's a better than average chance your next quarterback's already on your roster? I'd be comfortable, Rick, if it is. You know, I, I like what we have. Um, but again, you never know what's behind door number two. We, we kind of went down that road two years ago and there was Tom Brady. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Like he's not going to slam his guys that are sitting there and waiting, but you know, what's crazy is I was like, it's been a, it's, if this is it for Tom, it's been a crazy run. I just happened to be down here when COVID hit and Tom came here and, and it was never traditional because Tom didn't have an introductory press conference. Tom wasn't allowed in the building for an entire year. I was down here covering him. We weren't around Tom except for on Sundays. And you're not really, cause it was all on zoom. So here's this franchise quarterback that we were never in a room with. Like you weren't at practice with this, that changed this year. Um, and, but I was like, what if the bucks pulled off something crazy again? I mean, what if Jason light and these guys go out and get like 
one of the big names that Aaron Rodgers, Russell. I was like, like, I'm never going to be leaving the beach. Like, I was like, this could be wrapping up my NFL Network Bucks run here. Here we go. And then, like, there could be an Aaron. If there's an Aaron Rodgers sighting in about three weeks, like, I, I'm not going to ever get off the beach, which is not a bad problem to have. Right. But no, no, but, um, so I definitely think that, um, you know, kidding aside, I definitely think that they will look very hard at what is behind door number two. Um, Bruce Arians likes guys that sling it. Uh, Bruce Arians wants that offense to go, even with Jameis. Um, there were obviously picks, but, um, you know, they, he, he threw for a million yards. I mean, that's, that's, that's Bruce's thing. Right. So, those guys are definitely looking for the next best solution out there. And, and I believe they think that it's out there and, and not inside right now. That would make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, even though they did draft Kyle Trask in the second round was the sixth quarterback taken this last year, uh, you know, didn't seem really at all yeah, uh, outside, of the, yeah. outside of the preseason. So hard to really know how they feel about him, what they saw from him. I mean, running scout team, if anything, yeah. um, you know, never getting first, first team, second team reps, you know, or at least traditionally, that's not how it would work. But a lot of unknowns left with Tom Brady and, of course, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Thanks to Mike Giardi and Sarah Walsh for their insights today. Appreciate you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us today as uh, we are post-championship game Sunday, looking ahead to Super Bowl 56. We've got a great plan ahead for you uh, for our Super Bowl coverage uh, from Radio Row and all the fun events that are happening during Super Bowl. But this is also the midst of college all-star game season as the draft is coming soon on the horizon here. I'm actually doing this 
podcast with you from Las Vegas, home of this year's East West Shrine Bowl, which you can catch live in prime time on NFL Network, 8 p.m. Eastern time here from Allegiant Stadium as some of the best uh, college players look to make a name for themselves uh, for themselves with NFL evaluators and scouts all around this week. And I look forward to kind of continuing some of our draft coverage and some of the things that we do evaluating prospects and going through that process with you on this podcast. Reminder to download, rate, review our show on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll be back with you later this week for producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.